Hello everyone and welcome to a special edition of the Sox Cast. I am your host Polly, joining you today with a very special guest. He is my Contra Senpai. He is uh, the world's greatest speedrunner. That's what the contract says, I have to say. Uh, is uh, Mr. Angry Lanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Polly. I appreciate it. Uh, how you doing, Lanksy? How's it going? Well, I'm pretty good. I'm just I've been real lazy today. It's it's kind of been nice. I haven't done shit really. I I streamed Ninja Gaiden for about three hours and completely failed to complete any successful or any good runs at all. So oh, that's... Then, I, then I'm just then I've just been laying about and eating pizza. So you you've not been wa- <laughs> you've not been watching Arcus enough if you're not finishing runs. I know. Well, you know, I played some last night and I finished some runs, but today just sucked. I don't know. God, how, did, I mean, how, how does he do that? Ten hours a day? I don't know. I would go nuts. I, I mean, you go stream. you go nuts enough doing I what know. you do. <laughs> yeah, and I only stream roughly three to four hours most of the time. <laughs> Which I feel is much more sane and, and manageable in my own streaming experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't, I don't know, ten hours. The longest I've ever streamed was 15 Oh and my god! A lot of different games, and I'll never do it ever again. Uh, I don't. I don't know. But you know, Arcus has like it works for him because he doesn't have a job, so it kind of, he kind of treats it like his job. But it's something he likes to do anyway. So maybe if I didn't have a job, I'd be able to do something similar to that. But I still don't think I could do it for ten hours a day. No, no. You just, you just <laughs> gotta. You've got to be superhuman and super dedicated and. So, like some of us, we have to do. We have to unfortunately dedicate our thing ourselves to other things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, angry links. I've been meaning to ask. Mm-hmm. What? What? Why so angry? Why so angry? Uh, I think it's just genetics, man. Like my whole family, my, me and my siblings, and my brothers and I were all just kind of angry people. So, I guess it was just the way we were meant to be. I'm not sure, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you, you're cynical, cynical, pessimistic bastards. I've I've only seen you maybe truly angry on stream once or twice, but most of the time, I think you're a genuinely funny uh, a dude that you seem like you're having a good time most of the time. Even <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, except most you know when you lose those world record pace runs, and those are gonna those are gonna sting quite a bit. Yeah, if if I lose a good run then it's going to come out and I can't hide it. Like I wear my emotions on my sleeves. So if I'm in a good mood, it's pretty obvious. If I'm in a bad mood, it's very obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, so. you usually like when you tune in at the start of a length stream you, and you get a general gist of <laughs> your, your mood, that's kind of probably what it's going to be for the rest of yeah, the stream. Exactly. <laughs> and if it's uh, one of the shittier moods, chances are the stream's going to end a lot early <laughs> yeah, than if yeah. I was in a uh, good mood, but I don't know. That's just how it is. You're, you're kind of putting yourself out there streaming, and people get to see your true colors a bit in a weird way, in a different way. But like the good and the bad, really. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, like, well, the, I mean, the good stuff that comes out is like you know, you recently got to come out as a juggalo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoop whoop! Right. <laughs> it's gonna never, never gonna end. Uh, it's kind of amazing and beautiful. I was, I don't know, I get, I get conflicted about it sometimes, like, do I want to keep this joke going? And then <laughs> and I'm always like, yeah, I do. It's worth it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say I'm a juggalo to people that don't know me, because that's really funny. If anybody can actually think I'm a juggalo, then 
Yeah, I don't know how anyone could look at you or hear the way you talk, which is, you know, generally you're pretty smart sounding dude and think that you're a juggler. Maybe they're the yeah. ones that need to get their head checked a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that emote definitely adds some flavor to it. So when I say it and someone's like, yeah, you didn't know, and they could just, boom, there it is, King Lank's emote. And then it looks like I'm a juggalo, so... Yeah, so it, it adds a lot of flavor. It adds a lot of Fago flavor. <laughs> a lot of Fago flavor, <laughs> I gotta thank Snake Grunger for that one. Yeah, yeah, that was just like... <laughs> the way that came together in about 20 minutes was just kind of insane. <laughs> <laughs> He's the same one that made the uh, San Pellegrino He-Man for Argus. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which is another great... We got a lot of great people making emotes these days. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the best part of Twitch, I think, is the emotes. Other than like the community, of course, but just the emotes are amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and um and video games are gonna make up like a pretty big bulk of what we're gonna talk about here. But I kinda wanted to start off like what do you do other than video games? Like, surely there's more to your life than coming home eating some pumpkin delights and sitting down in front <laughs> of Contra for nine hours and swearing a lot. Yeah, I mean that's a big chunk of my life, but I definitely do other things. Uh, you know, I've got friends that I go out and I skateboard with, and I play the drums. I haven't been in a band in a long time, but I used to play in a lot of bands. Oh, really? Like, what kind of bands did you play in? Uh, one of the first bands I was really like, in and involved with for a long time. I don't know what to call it. People labeled all sorts of weird shit, but it got called psychedelic folk music. Oh, at weird. One point. I don't know what, what to compare it to exactly, but... It's definitely like was super lo-fi and I guess a little bit more on the indie side if you want to put it into a genre. Mm -hmm. And I was in that band for about seven years, I think. And we traveled a lot, toured a lot, played a lot of shows. And then I just kind of got burned out on that. And I was also in a punk rock band around that time too called The Accidents. Oh yeah, and that man. was pretty. That was pretty fun. But it was pretty straightforward punk rock, just like really fast and aggressive music. That's really that's really fun to play though. Like I really yeah, love yeah. just like you know when I get to do like studio drum work for a punk band. It's like oh I'm gonna be having a good time then. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to think <laughs> too much about time signatures. Not at all. Nothing. No, it's all four four time and it's all really fucking fast. So it's yeah. Fun to play. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like two bands, but yeah. Um. Uh, so like, have you done like anything like? like any kind of accolades for skating or anything or is that just like a personal thing for you it's more of a personal thing but i i have made videos and i've contributed a lot of filming here locally for skateboard videos so like a lot of my handiwork has been in videos mm -hmm. and i've made a video part for one video that my friends and i put together it was mostly my brother that was in charge of that video but i mean we travel to barcelona and film tricks there i'm actually going again in november so this will be the third time i go there to go skateboard Oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So it's, I think there's a crew of nine of us going this time. So, wow. how, mu how much fish islands can we expect? Plenty of fish islands. <laughs> yeah, that is a must. I mean, because certain things have to be filmed that way because there's, there's no other way to show the spot and the skater at the same time. Oh, you can see, see I, I'd always kind of thought that it was just like, oh, we really like this cool look. And I didn't know that it was actually for the technical reason of actually getting Yeah, yeah. There's a good purpose for it. It does get overused. I'm not going to deny that. And it is a bit of a gimmick sometimes, but it can be very handy, especially if you're doing something where you're traversing like multiple obstacles and you're kind of like booking it down a hill or something. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to long lens that because where are you going to stand to get all everything in the shot? So it's easier to just follow the dude on your board with the fisheye and then just see you get all the obstacles as you're cruising past him. 
and it gives it this great effect like it shows the speed and everything so it's very action oriented that way that's what's good about fisheye so oh well well goddamn i just learned something yep. new every day yeah it's got a good purpose <laughs> so now we'll get into the stuff that i'm sure everybody's here to listen to like listen to two old people talk about video games for a bit um <laughs> speaking of old um what kind of games like what era of games did you grow up in what kind of games did you grow up with i started with nes games for sure uh that like Mario was the first thing I ever played, of course, like so many other people, just mm-hmm. Super Mario Bros. And I sucked really bad at it as a kid. I could I could never beat World Eight. Like I could just never beat the damn game. And then the next game I remember really getting into was Metroid and Final Fantasy as a kid. Wow, an RPG. Kind of I, yeah, I beat I beat both of those games when I was pretty young, like seven or eight or somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. But those games have saves or passwords, so of course, like you know. If you're willing to sit there and play it over and over again, which I was, eventually you're going to beat it. Whereas Mario World was like, oh, well, you got a game over. You're going back to the beginning of the game. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, as a kid, it, it may seem weird that I was able to beat those lengthy games. But like I said, they have passwords or save systems. So we're just panned out. Like I was able to focus and come back to them later and remember where I left off. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, you know, just random NES games at my cousin's house. Like I played. Contra when I was young, but I sucked at that, which is kind of funny to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrible at it. And Battletoads is my all-time favorite NES game, and that was another game my uncle had, and I was obsessed with that. And I could never get past stage seven when I played that as a kid. So, man, that is a game that gets so much shit that I think is kind of undeserved because it's got so much variety in play style, and I think that it executes decently on like most of it. Don't you think? Yeah. It's to me, it's the best NES game out there. It's my absolute favorite. I mean, I think me and TMR are the only two people that share that opinion about Battletoads. But it's it's a good challenge. It's the level diversity, like you said, that's what really makes it a great game. But it has amazing graphics. It has a good soundtrack. The gameplay is solid. Mm-hmm. It's just harsh. It's a really harsh and brutal game. But that's what I loved about it. Like, oh, I got a little bit further this time, and next time I'll get a little bit further than that until eventually. I can beat this fucking game, so that's that's what I want. I don't want to put a game in and just beat it right away. That's disappointing. Yeah, it seems like, like that's what people like. I don't know. Like that's that's kind of like how like I always worked my way through Contra games growing up. Is that you play it, you get your ass beat, and then you come back to it later with you know more knowledge and you get a little further. Like I remember yeah. specifically going through Contra Three and uh, Contra Hardcore that way of just like getting way better each time you played it, and it's just a really rewarding experience. Exactly. Yeah, it's perfect. That's what I want out of video games. <laughs> Hey, that's that's a good thing to want out of video games. So when you know, obviously you're a speedrunner now. Uh, you're, mm-hmm. you're the world's greatest again. I have to keep saying that because that's in your contract. Um, <laughs> like when you were growing up, or like playing games throughout your young, uh, you know, like teen years or whatever. Like, did was getting good at games on the level that you are now like a priority at all, or did you like play games fast or challenge yourself in any ways, or was it just all pretty casual back then? Uh, when I was a kid, I didn't focus on any of that too much. But when I when I was a teenager, I started to kind of think of games a little bit that way, especially because at that time I was playing Goldeneye and Mario Kart. Oh, so, definitely. Like naturally, you're wanting to do the levels faster because in Goldeneye. You're rewarded, yeah. Yeah, you got to beat them fast as shit. So that kind of, in a way, was probably be like the first semi speed running I ever did. And then Mario Kart time trials, like 
me and my brothers were always trying to outdo each other on that stuff. Even even till like not too long ago, my youngest brother and I were in a huge battle on time trials in Mario Kart. I still have the cartridge with all the saves on it, like like the times we added to the board. So I would say that was my first real like a, attempts at something like that. Yeah, and like games that like incentivize speedrunning, like you said, just kind of it comes like a natural part of their gameplay. Like uh, Super Metroid and the original Metroid games, like they incentivized you to get further, and you get to see Sam is almost naked. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that special ending for all the nerds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Listen to you talking like you're not a fucking nerd. Oh, I'm a fucking nerd. It's funny. Like, I I can't like get enough of how. How, how pathetic Dark Phoenix is. I'm not saying I'm not either, but you know, like, oh, there's a pretty girl stream. I'm going to watch it. Like, you know what I mean? Just, and then people get mad that the girl's doing well. It's like, well, they, I've heard people say this, so I don't know how many times, so please don't take this as my own opinion, but like, well, if I had a pair of tits, I could do well too. It's like, well, it's not the girl's fault. She has a pair exactly. of tits. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's the male side's fault that they're that fucking pathetic. Yeah, like, they're you're enabling it. Tits. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not the girl's fault, dude. That's that's the, that's society's fault. Like, yeah. You, like, only have, you only have yourself to blame for that shit. <laughs> yep, you fell into that trap. You bet if, you... If the girls... <laughs> yeah. You bit right into toxic masculinity, and they ran with it. Yep. <laughs> it's too bad that uh, that's, like, kind of viewed, though. Yeah. Unfortunately, but yeah. Anyway, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's weird. That shit gets real weird. Um, yeah, it can. So, so when did you first discover like speed running as it exists now? When did you discover that as a thing? So, like my first exposure to an actual speed run was when it was like probably eleven or twelve years ago when I saw that task video someone made of that Mario 3, like that insane Mario 3 run. Oh, yeah! Where, yeah, like everything's like insanely quick, like using the P or whatever to get yep. speed, and then uh, doing all the one-up tricks on the cannonballs and shit. Mm-hmm. And like, I wasn't sure if it was fake or not. I had no idea. So I started trying it. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to learn how to do this shit. But I had the Mario All-Stars cart at the time. I didn't have an NES anymore at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was learning. I literally learned had a speed run every single stage in Mario 3 after that. I got that addicted to it. Oh, so wow. I made my own routes for every single level. And this was like, I didn't realize speed running was actually a thing at the time. I was just doing it for fun. So this still wasn't even full exposure to like the actual site of speed running. And then at some point, I finally stumbled on Speed Demos Archive. I don't remember exactly what time it was, but I was in my probably mid-20s when I discovered Speed Demos Archive. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Other people are like actually doing this. And I think one of the first runs I saw was a Ninja Gaiden run, actually, by, uh, what was his name, Emanuelson or something like that? Mm-hmm. I'm so bad at my speedrun history. And then the, the Contra run by Frezzy, Frezzy Man. That's still my favorite speedrun of all time. Man, that's, so, that's classic shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, and, like, you started, like, so... so after you discovered that there was like communities around this, how long was it before you started kind of throwing yourself out there? Uh, and like, what games were you interested in? It took me a long time before I actually decided to dive in and try to do it seriously myself. I'd always dorked around with it. Like I said, like I did Mario three for years, just learning my own routes for the levels. And then 
I always I started dorking around with Contra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it wasn't until like a year ago that I actually got serious about trying to do it. And I started recording myself with VHS tapes on a VCR because I didn't have a computer. So I was like super behind technology wise. But I, <laughs> I, I mean, you can find some of those runs on my YouTube channel. Like they're so fucking shitty looking. But uh, yeah, it wasn't until a year ago that I actually started getting into it. And I started with Ninja Gaiden and Contra. So damn the games like they, those ones that i really liked the look of the speedrun, and i've always had a soft spot for contra anyway, so. I, I like those games are you like you if you're gonna play like that's key to like being a speedrunner is fucking pick the games you want to play and like those yeah. are those are top-notch goddamn games to jump right into exactly yeah and they're they're not like the easiest no either so that, i think it's a good starting point because i think a lot of people want to start with really easy games which isn't necessarily a bad thing but I think starting with a more moderately difficult speedrun kind of helped me to become a better speedrunner more quickly in a way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I think it gave me a little bit of a, like, an advantage starting with those games because the, they're more dynamic and require lots of platforming and like really precise timing. Whereas, as you know, like a game like The Little Mermaid that I picked up later on really requires not very much skill at all. <laughs> <laughs> it just requires Walrus to not be a dick. Yeah, just, just not be a dick, Walrus, please. <laughs> So uh, so let's talk about your magnum opus, The Little Mermaid. How yeah. did the, how did you like how did you start running this? What happened that caused this? It was just kind of like I knew it was an easy game and mm-hmm. I, I watched the video of the speed run and I was like, okay, that, that's like a really solid run cuz G's run is really fucking good. Yes. And uh, I my friend Axel was like, "Hey, what's what's an easy game that I could try to learn right now?" cuz he was getting like sick of DuckTales. And I suggested The Little Mermaid, or maybe he even, like, just thought of it himself. I can't recall exactly. But he started running it, and I was like, shit, I'm just going to run it, too. This looks like I could learn it in two hours. So I picked it up, and then, you know, less than a week later, I had a world record. So. And that world <laughs> record still stands. Well, I improved it a couple times, but just barely. But, yeah, it still stands now. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you know. you recently got into The Little Mermaid Game Boy as well. yeah. Yeah, that version's way better, actually, because you can manipulate every single boss and get good RNG, or you don't even have to call it RNG. It's not RNG because you manipulate it to be good patterns. So. Mm-hmm. Any aspirations mm-hmm. to holding that world record? Oh, I think you cut out there for a second. Oh, uh, any aspirations to holding that world record uh, for the Game Boy version? Oh, the Game Boy one? Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much. Atroz has kind of just been tearing that game down and... I think he just deserves to have the record anyway. Mm-hmm. I'll probably try to get a sub 640 time at some point. I don't know when, but other than that, I'm not too worried about like trying to steal the record or anything. Because, see, I was going to say, you need to get the Game Boy version world record. Then you need to run that shitty Genesis version. Oh, God, that version. Yeah, you, need, you need the Little Mermaid Triple Crown. That's what I think. The Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity, like <laughs> the, angry, the man named Angry Lanx and his girly mermaid games. That's right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I love that dynamic. I really do. I, I think it's funny. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of glad that was the first record I got, just because I think it's really hilarious. I think it's 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 appropriate, and it spawned a lot of really fun, cute emotes and memes in your chat. No doubt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's if, if if anything, it's it's given us a lot of humor. Yeah, I agree. It's it's been well worth it. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for someone to beat the record. Like, it's very beatable, honestly. I don't know how many times I've thrown away runs where I was six seconds ahead of my own record. So someone's going to do it at some point. 
I'm just waiting to see when. <laughs> I mean, are you throwing those runs away, or is it the game's shitty RNG throwing those away? No, I, I threw them away because they happen in, like, it's like once in a blue moon you get the patterns to all line up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the stars finally fucking aligned, and I'm too fucking nervous to play well because of it. So I get to the last Ursula fight and just mm. panic and just fucking, like, throw a fish off at an angle and miss, somehow miss her giant fucking chin. Yeah. It, you know? <laughs> Like, just, oh, I didn't even fucking hit her because I'm too fucking nervous. So there goes the world record run. I probably did that, like, six times. I've seen a good few of those. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And because of it, I think I have no desire to ever try. But you never know. Maybe one day I'll try to defend the record or something if someone's going to take it. Someone steps up into your house, the Little Mermaid, which is the house that Lanks built. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all I did was stand on Jeed Unit's shoulders, so I didn't really build shit. Jeed <laughs> probably stole, stood on someone else's shoulders. You know what I mean? Like that's all speedrunning is. So. Oh, that's how. Yeah, like we're like everybody kind of builds upon everybody else's runs and techniques, or finds you know, or gets better luck, or you know, finds or contributes a, a new yeah. strat, yeah, something. Like, and I think that's the the really cool thing about the community is nobody seems to get really butt pained about it. Is that they? Oh uh, yeah, no. It, can't be that way because of course it's going to happen you know and plus there's always going to be somebody that's better than you at the game anyway <laughs> yeah like yeah. it's just like there's always somebody out there that's just that good at games and once they pick up the game you play it's like well here comes my my world record bop it's inevitable like oh well like oh great <laughs> great toad just picked up a game that i'm running yeah. fuck yeah, me toad or indy or, or yeah whoever <laughs> you know infested rich one of those guys <laughs> just pick up games in two seconds and destroy your record. So just enjoy your final fleeting moments with that record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, of course we we've got to talk about Contra. This is kind yes, of yeah. the run that defines you now. Yeah, I, I at least so. at least I think. Um, I, I the, think that's fair to say. Yeah, it's the run that I came to know your stream for and know you for, and like you've been very supportive in offering me advice. I mean, shit, that's kind of a thing. You know, like, I've only seen you ever just offering loads of advice to people picking this game up, and that's always been a really cool thing I've liked about the retro community as a whole, is everybody is just kind of, like, working to get everybody better, because they want their game to, you know, have a little more steam behind it. They want to see the game itself grow, they want to see the times be pushed down further. I've never had anybody be stingy with me in terms of giving me advice on Contra. Mm -hmm. Like, when when I started running the game, Toad and Fro, or like Ghost of Owl Street, whatever you want to call them. I think he's Rocky IRS now, actually. On yeah, yeah. And then Rod Dog, like those those three dudes were really helpful to me and gave me tons of advice. And like, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have ended up coming around and eventually beating their times. You know what I mean? Like, it took their advice to get me where I am. Yeah, so I'm it, always indebted to those guys for that. But you <laughs> are cool. within striking distance of the world record now. You are second place on the speedrun.com leaderboards. Like, that's got to be incredible to kind of just, like, pick the game up and then, like, you know, ru- speedrunning it in an official capacity and then now just being, like, this fucking close. Yeah, yeah it just seems pretty surreal most of the time still. Like, because, like I said, I just... I still look up to all those guys I just mentioned. Like, it just feels weird to have risen that high on the board, and then to actually be—I'm literally 2.5 seconds behind. I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> like, I didn't think is—I didn't think DK's record was beatable by any means. And now I've been on pace to beat it. 
a few times now. Like you're so I, getting I, a lot more consistent at being on that pace. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's making all the difference. And it's, it's still not easy to get on that pace. And no. it's <laughs> very hard to have things pan out when you are, because it's Contra and we all know, like, not only is it just hard to not die, it's hard to not get trolled. It's hard to get good RNG and all these things. Just so all, all it is is just a long ass grind and hoping for the best. And I'm, I'm sure that one day I will beat his time, but I'm mm-hmm. hoping that he will come back and defend it. I'm hoping he'll come back before I beat it and like start trying to lower it too. Cause that would be amazing. I've, I've never got to witness a DK stream and I've only heard the utmost positive things about him as a person and his his contra skills are unrivaled. Like yes. he, could easily, he could easily beat his record. He could beat it easier than I could, of course. <laughs> like so, <laughs> I really hope he does come back. He's just lying just, in wait. Yeah, and then just dominates the game and makes me look like a chump because it would be fucking amazing to see. <clears throat> so, how close do you think contra is to being at that like supremely optimized status of like? Uh, of like a Super Metroid or a Super Mario Brothers or a Ninja Gaiden, like how do you how far off do you think that is for Contra? Or do you still think there's like a good bit of room to grow with that game? I think honestly, if if DK would have gone for more of the aggressive strats on Snowfield and like a couple other places, mm-hmm. or even grinded it longer to just get the like perfect RNG pattern, because he got JJ jumped once. Yeah, I think DK could get a 950, like a flat 950, and. Maybe even a, like a high 949, possibly. But it would that would that run would be fucked up. But I think a 950 is very feasible, and I think that's about the max with current strats that you could see in Contra, in my opinion. I could be wrong, but that's just what it seems like to me. Yeah, to like go beyond that, like it just seems like you would just have to be tassing at that point. Right. Yeah. So I mean, if someone can figure out how to add like a viable, like an RTA viable wedge skip that we don't do yet, because there are more than just two of them and we only do two each one saves a full second so if someone could figure out how to get three or even four then we'd be looking at a very easy sub 950 yeah otherwise i would say 950 pretty much the max i I could see myself getting a 951 if i really really went for it and like grinded it super hard but i could see dk getting a 950 no problem (laughs) (laughs) just waiting for him to come by and bop you once you sneak in and once you slide in and grab that record for a couple weeks if I, if I can manage, then yeah, I, I hope he does. Or maybe even if I can get like a 954 or get even closer, maybe he'll be like, okay, well, it's time to, to lower the time. I don't know who this Lanx kid thinks he is, but it's yeah, time for exactly. me to come around and put my cigar out on his head. <laughs> I mean, he's been hiding ever since the murder, but he might come out. <laughs> we'll see. But, but we, you know, while we're talking Contra Records... You you're not unknown when it comes to having a Contra World Record because you currently hold what I think is a really awesome record to have in the Contra uh, with the uh, the first Contra game on NES is that you hold the co-op world record with the Mexican runner. Yes, uh, I mean, how could I ask for a better partner for that? Like, I was going to say, like, how fucking awesome does that have to feel to hold a world record with someone that's not, like, only just dedicated to the craft, but who's just, like, a super fucking great guy on top of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a pretty <clears throat> unreal experience that I got to do that with him, and like, I felt really privileged. Like, the fact that he was so willing to sit there 
and grind that out with me for like the whole week when there was tons of people wanting to talk to him and tons of people he wanted to hang out with too. It felt kind of bad in a way because I knew I was like taking up a lot of his time, but I think he wanted the record bad too. So in the long run, like it was just awesome that he and I both wanted it that bad and worked on it the whole week and barely, barely got it, honestly. <laughs> so, so, okay, like you guys, did you get this record twice that week? Uh, because, no, we, okay, we because... only got it once. We thought we got it. We we didn't realize that they had a 954. DK and Mr. K had a 954. Mm-hmm. But he thought they had a 956 or a 955. So we got a 954 and we were all stoked. And that was like a couple days into the event, of, into AGDQ. And then I looked it up or somebody told us, like, no, it's it's a 954. We're like, fuck. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 953 at least. So. Back, back to the fucking salt mines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But we were on pace multiple times for sub-950, so it's very doable to get a sub-950. It's just two-player contra. Everybody knows, like, that's hard as fuck because somebody's always going to die. Yeah, like, <laughs> and there's... And then it's time to reset, like, unless the death happened in, like, a way that it didn't matter, which did sometimes line up right, but I don't know. It was tricky. We, we did a lot of uh, new routing and made up some new strats that those guys didn't use, and that's what really gave us the edge. Especially on Snowfield, we did two death abuses where I would run into the tank, like mm-hmm. I would jump because it stops the tank earlier, and then I would run through the tank with my iframes. Ah, uh, yeah. I saved two full seconds because we did it on both tanks, and each one was a second time save. So really, like in a lot of ways, our our run wasn't necessarily as good as theirs because they had a nine fifty four without that strat. So it, it comes down to numbers, though. Exactly. You no, know, we figured it out and it, and we applied it. So yeah, it worked. And plus, you know. We had we had a week. Like I can't meet up with TMR and just do this at any time. He lives in Poland for crying out loud. Yeah, he's a, he's a busy guy. On top of it, like when's that opportunity going to arise when two top players in a game are going to be near each other to take advantage of it? So that's that's the only way it works. And we got the time we got. So I'm just glad we managed to do it. Yeah, it's it's awesome that it happened in the way that it did, and that like you know, again, just like to be able to hold that kind of record with someone as you know, well-known and beloved in the community as the Mexican runner. Uh, yeah. That's got to be the coolest shit in the world. Yeah, it, it feels, it's nuts, like, for me to be able to say, like, I consider TMR my friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, when I was on Twitch and I was new to it, it's like, holy shit, this guy is like a Twitch celebrity, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of surreal. But yeah, now uh, we're kind of homies in a little bit of a way, you know, like, I don't know. It's good stuff. <laughs> you, you spill that blood together. You spill that contra blood together with someone. Yeah. That, that's for life. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I've got a friend in real life that I've played through every single contra game with. You know, almost upon release every time one came out, and it's just like, yep, we're, we're you know we're there for life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's bonding. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You come to hate one another sometimes over those things, like, motherfuckers. Right, because, you know, why did you fucking die there, dude? Why did you do that? (laughs) Why did you take that spread? Yeah. (laughs) Why did you pick up the fire, you idiot? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, like, you've got a number of games under your belt by now. Um, are there any other games currently that you run that you're looking to, like, improve on? Or are there any, like, new runs that you want to get into? Well, I want to improve on the majority of the games that I feel feel like I didn't run for long enough, like Ninja Gaiden 1, Ninja Gaiden 2. I kind of like left, I abandoned those rather quickly. So 
I'm going to try to get better times in both of those. I made a list of games actually to, to improve upon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to get a sub 10, 20 in Gaiden 2, sub 12, 10 in Gaiden 1. And I would like to get a better time in Jackal, like a sub 8, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think. I can't remember what else I put on the list. There was one other game I wanted to improve upon, but I'm never going to do DuckTales again. Fuck that game. <laughs> and I'm never going to do Trojan again. Fuck that game, too. Like, those two games, something about them, just not quite enjoyable enough on a speedrun level for me to get back into. Oh, Chippendale is one I'd like to improve again. Mm. I want to get a sub-10-minute time in that. So that'd be like a top-three time, probably, if I could get that. <clears throat> it was, like, you've been close to that sub-10 in Chippendale for a while. Yeah, I, I have a 10.08, but it's because I lost six seconds on the second boss. Yeah. So, like, if that run would have happened with a good boss fight, then I would have, like, a 10.02, basically. You know? So I can get that time if I really work on it. But mm-hmm. that game's also kind of grueling with the RNG. All those Disney Capcom games kind of just they make you want to pull your fucking hair out. Yeah. There's, there's always at least one boss, if not more than one, that just completely ruins your chances of a good run. And it's like one in ten patterns is good, and you don't ever get the fucking pattern. So reset again. Like, great. <laughs> Fun times. Yep. Yep. So, so, so one can, one knows that like all of the speed running can kind of drive one insane, but you kind of recently, you got a new outlet to kind of play things a little more casually. You recently became a member of the Retro Games live team. Why don't you tell us a bit about that? How'd that come about? Well, I, I wasn't expecting to have been asked to be a part of that team at any point, but it's, I got a message from Enemy on Twitter, and he was like, hey, like, RGL's trying to get more people added to the team to get a more consistent schedule, because they kind of wanted to have, I guess they used to do, like, 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, it used to be on, time. yeah, it used to be on 24 hours, and then someone fell asleep on stream once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops! So, yeah, that'll, that'll happen, though. It's, let's, I mean, it seemed like they didn't have enough people to come. Yeah, they didn't. They yeah. So, they've cut it down now, I believe it's 12 hours per day. On a, mm-hmm. week, on a daily basis per week, like every week. And so everybody has time slots. And basically he just like was like, hey, you know, I noticed you stream at these times and we have some slots open on Monday or Tuesday. Would you want either of these spots? I was like, yeah, I'd be honored for sure. Like I would have never expected to have been asked to do this. So definitely. And yeah, it's been a cool outlet. It's, it's a good way for me to get exposure. It's a good way for me to help their channel grow. So it's beneficial for both of us, I think. Mm-hmm. And... I can do something a little different since, I, like you said, I always do speed running and it, it's aware. Uh, I just took advantage of that as a time to just play games casually, which has been really nice. So I've just been doing Super Nintendo games that I really love at the, for now anyway. I mean, I'll probably do something different eventually. But in the meantime, I've got a fuck ton of Super Nintendo games and I may as well just play some games for fun and chat with people on RGL. So that's been a real privilege. And 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 uh, for folks that want to like check you out on RGL, uh, your your when's your shift? It's on Tuesdays at yeah, it's six Eastern. Uh, so I, I stream for three hours from six to nine. Awesome every, day, every Tuesday, and, and then after that they do uh, the game show night. So oh yeah, some kind of silly game like Family Feud or Anticipation in a big group usually involves some amount of drinking and toting. Oh yeah, busting open some kraken. It's, and the, com- it's, the comments get out of hand in a good time. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I watched them yeah. do uh, Card Sharks after you signed off uh, yeah. last week, and it was it was a really good time. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's you, like, stuff to watch. 
Yeah, you played Skyblazer. That was a a bitch of a game, obviously, because I like, <laughs> I don't think people like. I think a lot of people I know love that game, but they forget how much of a bitch that game gets in the back half. Yeah, I I forgot about that water level. That yeah. one had me flummoxed for about. <laughs> like, I just wasn't sorting it out properly, and then eventually I started to make sense of it. But yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I was like, I'm gonna have to figure this out on stream now and not embarrass myself too much (laughs) (laughs) get in a little practice beforehand yeah maybe i don't know (laughs) i don't know kind of it's kind of more fun to do it blind though and see what happens in a way because i think i think those genuine reactions people appreciate so i don't know i'm just gonna roll with that (laughs) like when i when i watch a stream like that i'm on it i'll be honest i'm there to watch someone fuck up just as anybody that comes to my stream they come to my stream to watch me fuck up and say really bad words yeah, exactly. And then sometimes, I don't know, I mean, if I'm in the right mood and something bad happens, it just turns into a pretty comedic situation, I think. <laughs> it really does. Just hands down. <laughs> just, and I think that's part of the appeal. I mean, and I'm not the only one that, like, does things that way. There's plenty of other streamers that are the same way, and I think people like watching that. So, And, and you know, my, I have angry in my name, so that's also, like, I think that attracts trolls. Yeah, yeah. As well. So, like, people want to heckle me. And bring it out. So, I mean, I kind of asked for it. Yeah, and, that <laughs> and you're you're good at rolling with pretty much any of the punches. You know, like I've never yeah. seen you actually lose your cool with anybody or anything like that. So it, it's it all amounts to a good time in the end, right? Right. There's it's, only been one trolling incident where I did lose my cool, and the person was relentless. Oh. They were the most professional troll I've ever done. <laughs> They were unstoppable, and I ended up having to ban them and block them from my whispers, like which were all things I didn't know how to do at the time. And so the whole time I'm sitting here trying to ban this person, they're sending me whispers, <laughs> like, "Oh, do you want me to send you instructions on how to ban me, you fucking idiot?" Oh my god! <laughs> like this ruthless bastard, and they were for some reason their whole kick was like, "You must be autistic." Like only an autistic person would sit here and play this stupid game for a kid over and over again and fail and blame the game. It was when I was playing The Little Mermaid. Right. So I was blaming everything on the game. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, well, it's actually fair to blame the game in that one. But Yeah, it yeah. really is. So uh, that one was rough. But otherwise, yeah, most of the time, it's just kind of funny. And, and you know, the mods in my chat, of course, are just going to oh, yeah. ban them immediately. But this was, like, before I had mods, and I didn't know what I was doing when it came to stuff like that. So yeah. it was just like, fuck, dude. You're still a computer babby. Yeah, I, and I still am. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with computers. It's just, it's just uh, pathetic, honestly. If I if I press the power button and it turns on, that's a good day. Yep. I mean, setting up OBS was was such a nightmare for me. I can only imagine that for a first timer that's not really computer inclined. Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, I didn't have a computer. Or, like I got a computer literally so I could record myself playing video games. That was the reason I bought it. Like, and this was a year ago. Like. A little less than a year ago that I bought a computer for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 32 years old, so... Holy crap. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing at all. So. <clears throat> don't click on any links in chat, Lanxy. Don't click on any links in chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me check this out. This is going to be cool. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not quite that dumb, but still. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, um, Wanksy, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to appear on my very dumb podcast. Um, I hope you had a good time. I had a great time getting to talk to you and kind of getting your history with this and everything. And I didn't know that it was this short, like your history was like this recent. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty recent. But yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and for our lovely listeners out there, where can they find you if they want to keep up with your streams uh, and uh, you know, like anything else you want to plug? Go ahead and spit it all uh, I mean, out. Just angry links. If you if you find look for that name on most social media, you'll find me there. So I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. My Instagram's kind of all over the place, though. I don't just really post like video game stuff on there. I just <laughs> post like day to day nonsensical things, silly pictures, whatever. Mm. Sometimes I post myself playing the drums there. Yeah. And then twi- Twitter is mostly just gaming-oriented, so that, that's the only reason I got a Twitter account, because other speedrunners were like, hey, you should get a Twitter, because it's an easy way to plug your stuff. And then, other than that, Discord. I don't know. Most people probably don't use Discord, but those would be the places to find me under the same moniker. <laughs> cool. Alright, well, Mr. Lanks, thanks again, and we'll catch you all next time. Thanks a lot, Polly. <laughs>